drop what you're doing, Internet. Two bearded dudes are talking about movies. It's the Wild Brunch with Alex and Joe. Every time I do French toast, I like I feel like I overcommit, and then I'm like stuck with French toast for like a whole plate, and I'm like I like the first three bites. It's it's the same with like it's the same with like pancakes. Like either yeah. bring me bring me a tall stack of reasonably sized pancakes or one gigantic one, but totally. don't don't do. But I never like just that. I need like eggs with it or something. Oh well, no, like, of course. Balance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then fancy places only have like one thing and you can only get the pancakes and French toast. Totally. If I could do a half, like the half of French toast a la carte yeah. with my breakfast, that's... I love it. I'm going to open a brunch place predicated <laughs> on that alone. I saw a tweet that was like, I wish restaurants had like an option where you could do like two tastes of certain things. Like yeah. you're like, oh, I want two tastes of the French toast, two tastes like a of the like... flight. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I would this love is right that. This like, oh, no, piece of wood. Guys, yeah. right it. Can we make this happen? I mean, because like my thing is, I want I want a brunch place that does yeah. like the restaurant quality version of the garbagey ideas I have in my own kitchen. <laughs> like, what I'll do is, like, I have a waffle maker that I love using, but we always wind up with tons of leftovers, because I have to make a huge amount of batter, and then each of us eats one waffle a day for a month. <laughs> what I like to do is you take... you take Waffles a, again, <laughs> Dad? Yeah. Um, you, it, uh, you take a waffle, and you, like, bisect it along the equator, and you basically yeah. turn it into your bread for your, your breakfast oh, sandwich. Yeah. What about on the Prime Meridian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Also an option. You know what, actually, I'm sorry, the more I'm turning this over, I can't accept it. I think you're done here. <laughs> we're done Thanks, here. everybody. This has been yeah. great. For the yes. Wild Brunch, I've been Alex. <laughs>Welcome back to the Wild Brunch with Alex and Joe. I'm Alex Gradet. And I'm Joe Tower. And we're here today at uh, Eclectic in North Hollywood. We're going we're gonna to talk about a, a, a quiet little contemplative art film uh, that was, was... Was this Terrence Malick? I think it was Terrence Malick. I believe... Uh, Mal- yeah, it was, I believe it was Malick. Yeah, we're yeah. of course talking about uh, The Fate of the Furious. Uh, Which, can I say straight off... Whoever the producers, any if you're listening, why would you be listening? But you all missed an opportunity to spell fate F eight. Yeah, you, why? I, I mean, why? Don't leave that to the audience. Was it not fate of the furious? We, we, we shouldn't have to do that in our email correspondences with each other. I mean, that should have been. Yeah, we're doing the heavy lifting for them. That's oh, not. That's not cool. I'm just. I'm disappointed. I'm dismayed. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. Well, here we're, we're here to work through it. We're here to work through it. Yeah, over the next absolutely. hour or so, we're going to get all our feelings out about this and all the other fasts and furiouses. And we're not alone. We're, we got Finally, help on this one. We, we're joined by not one, but uh, two special guests. So that made it a uh, brunch for four this morning. For And for those of you who are fans of TV Wars A New Trope... Uh, particularly uh, our, the episode we guested on, or even any episode of that great show, we've got the host of that show with us today. Say hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. We have Mabry Williams and Asha Michelle Wilson sitting right here with so us. So happy to be here. This is so great. Our only fans are our parents, so. Fantastic. <laughs> My parents do not listen. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are not fans, okay? Mine do, like, on road trips. Like, they, they catch up on back okay, episodes fair. on road trips, so they, they have some thoughts on, like, our take on Rogue One. My parents are point. still trying to figure out what a podcast is. So that's if fair. that's a level of being a fan, then that's where my parents are at. <laughs> They're interested. Yeah. yeah. What is a podcast? <laughs> so after we guested on TV Wars, uh, we invited uh, Asha and Mabry to join us on ours, and we let them uh, pick the movie. And then they did us a solid and basically picked a movie we were, like, 
89 to 95% going to do anyhow. Uh, this is... We did is, this as a favor to you, really. I appreciate, appreciate it. We appreciate it. Thank um, you for the layup. Um, this is... Is this a first for us? Have we ever done a sequel I, to something we've done a previous installment of Can before? I say this? You know how, like... On, like, when, after you get out of school for summer break, all of the days kind of bleed into one another, and you don't know if it's Wednesday or if it's Saturday? That's how I feel about the Fast and the Furious movies. Sure. I don't know which ones I've seen and haven't seen. <laughs> there's part of me that thinks I've seen them all, and then, even though I know I went to Fate of the Furious, there's part of me that thinks I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> so... They, Maybe? Yeah. Um, you they, kind of go into a fugue state watching You do. Them. Oh, just, yeah. I think you, you have to. Like, like you, you're required to. Does anybody feel like that Fast Five was the best? I think for so. For some reason, I, I don't know if so. I've been incepted. That was, but for that some was reason, like the best. That was, yeah, <laughs> right? was fast. <laughs> five Nobody was number. furious. Everybody was just fast. So five is an odd cool. number. <laughs> like, even like five, Tim. Right. It right, feels right. even to me. Um, <laughs> I think because... Fast Five was the first one with The Rock. I've only seen Fast Five, Furious 7, yes. and now Fade of the Oh, okay. Movie. All right. So, Which, can I just, I just want to warn safe. everybody, I'm going to be talking a lot about the onset and offset beef between Vin Diesel and The Rock. I'm ready for that. Speaking of which, before, before we get into this, let's, let's kick Hearing it off in proper. Heart. Let's kick it off proper with our 10-word summaries of the movie. I mean, how many, Alex? Oh, Will brother. you please go first? <laughs> sure. Uh, I actually... I have three ten-word summaries of this. It, this it, got, my, me, that's it got me thinking in a yeah. lot of thematic directions. Uh, for starters, fire doesn't work like that. Fire doesn't work like that. Uh, for another, the things I'd turn against to French with Charlize Theron. And finally, yeah. Feud Season 2 better be about The Rock and Vin Diesel. Oh, God, please. That's the best one. That's the one I choose. I'm obsessed with it. And... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, my ten-word summary is vroom, 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 the end. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. I can't believe Vin Diesel keeps surviving these car crashes. <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. The Rock is fucking adorable. Why is Tyrese comic relief? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that is legit. Dominic Toretto just turned on us. Well, well, well. Do you look at that? I don't know why he's doing this, but that wasn't dumb. She's the very definition of high-tech terrorism, and now she's working with your guy. I think I found my team. This should be interesting. Um, I will do the locks and bagels. Um, can I get extra capers with that? Um, because I like the salt, so. Oh, and a side of tomatoes. That would be awesome, yeah. Can I do the French toast? Which I know is a surprise to everyone. <laughs> she was just talking about how French toast is too much for her. I, yeah, but you know, I like to live on the edge. <laughs> um, in the chilaquiles, is the sour cream the only dairy in it? I am pretty sure. Okay, if, there, if there's a way to get it without sour cream or cheese or anything, that's sure. exactly what I'll have. Okay. Butter's fine, but anything else? You can hit me with the biscuits and gravy. Because I'm a country boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
look, nobody dies in these movies ever. The bad guys They're don't die because they come back. Yeah, I describe them as suitless Iron Men, basically. Yeah. Um, but... The bad guys are going to come... Charlize Theron's going to come back in the next one as a good guy now because they're going to pull back and there's going to be an even bigger bad guy. Like, they're, they're taking the worst part of Spectre and applying it to this yeah. where it's like, oh, all of this has been the machinations... Anyway. Now Jason but Statham is with them. They like, yeah. so cruelly teased the possibility Tyrese was going to drown in icy waters and then rescued him with a hero moment. I'm like, no, you got to deliver on that. Yeah. I'm sorry. You can't bring me that close. <laughs> to no, the edge. That is such an interesting point. This kind of jumping around, but at no point in the movie was I nervous that any of them were going to die. Like I was remembering when I watched the Avengers for the first time, which was like one of the best movie going experiences ever. And I was actually worried that like one of them could die because even though it is comic book stuff, there is like a level of like, oh, this was still new and you don't know where they're going. Now, I know that the Vin Diesel and The Rock have it in their contracts so they can't lose a fight <laughs> with life. Is that or real? Death. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And that they, so every time, I think in the last movie they fought each other and had to be pulled apart because no, neither of them could neither win. Them c- and it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, well, I love The Rock, but that's stupid. He I, I really want to see. Did it first. But of that's course, stupid. of course, <laughs> in like logically, The Rock probably wouldn't lose a fight. That is ever. that that is my one. That's my one. My one. My say, one creative. One? The one creative flaw with this thing is that you're right. This is the only problem. This is the, the singular one problem I have. With no problem, but it's like that it keeps putting The Rock and Vin Diesel as peers, which I think is magnificently inflating to Vin Diesel and gravely insulting to The Rock. But oh, totally. Well, can I say that I think that that's a big source of the onset and offset beef between The Rock and Vin Diesel because I think that this has been Vin Diesel's franchise. He moved up in uh, the production ranks and everybody brought The Rock. And when you bring The Rock on, you just give him things. You And he got producer credit too. Because he deserves them. Because yeah, he's that does kind of suck. But it he does like kind of suck. Yeah, but man. to be fair, The Rock had a career before Fast and Furious. Vin oh, Diesel sure. barely did. The Fast and Furious made Vin Diesel. The Rock was yeah. already a huge deal when he came. But, like, well, Vin Diesel was like the cool kid at school, and then The Rock like moved to that school, <laughs> and then all of a sudden everybody started liking the new kid, and Vin Diesel's like, he's the new kid. Right. It's because Vin Diesel sucks. Yeah, yeah Vin Diesel word. sucks. <laughs> He's right behind I'm us. I'm on the rock side. I mean, I mean what's, he gonna, I what's, what's, I what's he gonna do? Instagram Rihanna songs at us, but have you guys have seen you the seen video it? of him saying, "When did this become beautiful world?" to that reporter? It's my favorite yes. video oh, I've ever God. seen. No, what was that video? Okay, basically, it's him Help in this interview. It made me despise him. He's like in this video. He seems drunk and high in this interview. It's like with this Spanish reporter who is a good-looking woman. She's like a normal good-looking woman and the whole time Vin Diesel seems drunk and high and he's just like I'm sorry I can't even concentrate you're so beautiful like I can't even like and he's looking around at the people off camera like how can you even talk right now she's the most beautiful when did this become beautiful world when did this become I love you I'm like you are a married man with two children no he literally says when did this become beautiful world yeah literally when did this become I love you in in a room full of people which sound like my two favorite Annie Lennox songs (laughs) (laughs) But like, I, I, no, it's horrible. But it's, I love you. Sounds like Richard Linklater's next series of. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when did this you? become I love you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I. Let Let's play alternate timeline for a minute, which in 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 
hashtag Trump's America, I'm always partial toward doing. Sure. Let's hop back to 2001, 2002 and say that The Rock had been cast in The Fast and the Furious and Vin Diesel does Scorpion King and tell me that we're not living in a better world now. If, if, had that happened. Uh, yeah. Had that happened. Yeah. Well, to be fair, okay, I wasn't sure of The Rock's acting abilities until I saw him in Central Intelligence, which is so good. by no means like a fantastic film, but he is amazing. Oh, he's great. In it. He's great. Amazing in it. in it. There was a part in this movie that I thought that they were referring to a Central Intelligence scene. They said something, hold on, I wrote it down. Oh, when he was like, when we jumped out of the window and landed on the ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, isn't that in Central Intelligence? <laughs> yeah. Could they just yeah. mix up their movies? Well, that's, and that kind of speaks to a weird factor about these movies that the movies don't seem to be able to get a lasso on and actually weaponize, which is like, okay, these characters have names, but it's really sort of a like control A of every movie they've been in. Yeah. So like their individual skill sets aren't governed by this is what you ca- this is what Vin Diesel knows how to do in the Fast and Furious movies. It's You've seen Vin Diesel do this in any movie ever. It's applicable here. If he's done it in a triple X movie, he can do it here. If he's, like, like if The Rock has done it in any movie ever, it's now a part of this. It's like I don't even know if they realize like that they're supposed to be characters anymore. Well, and I think that's like the weird like beauty and like horrible abomination of these movies is that there is no arc. Like these characters, oh, no. like, it just takes this set of characters who just say the things that they always say and do the things that they always do and, like, like feeds them through this, like, paper shredder right. plot of, like, whatever is happening in that particular movie. And then it's, like, on to Fast and the Furious 9. Like, what, what are you guys up to next point, week? It's to the point where I actually think, like, at one point, Vin Diesel... Uh, gets a call. Dom gets a call, uh, like on his iPhone. His caller ID comes up to Luke Hobbs, and I think that's less to keep the plot moving than to keep Vin Diesel from saying hello, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to make it clear, my favorite line was at the end because I feel like it was oddly like to us and to everybody was when Vin, when uh, Toretto says, "You've all heard me say, nothing's more. You never turn your back on family." Like. The very the line that he always says, he has to remind us that he always says it. Like, we're, and we're all, all like, we know, man. We've been here for like ten movies. I also agree about the name thing because when Luke Hobbs was calling him, I didn't know that was The Rock's yeah. name, and I thought that it was Paul Walker's character, and that's how they were like. And I was like, that's a weird choice for them to like have Paul Walker calling him, and then I realized it was The Rock. But also, I, The Rock. His introduction to this franchise is what made it what it is now. Sure. Like, Fast, Fur- Fast and Furious is like one through four were like these dank, like, you know, off brand Michael Bay movies that yeah. people yeah. saw. And then in the fifth one is when, you know, How Did This Get Made started doing them. And when, yeah. like, people actually started watching them, not just because they were terrible, but because they were fun. Well, yeah, when they it started up to this weird different world. They went from, like, you know, like that first movie is, it's like about a specific, it's about like underground racing. It's just point break with cars. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and now it's just like this whole like, we're a crew and we work with secret government agencies. Well, it's. And it's, Charlize Theron has dreads and. Yeah. Fakest dreads I've ever seen oh, in my man. life. I, I, like like <laughs> I was team dreads. I didn't have a problem with the dreads. I, I have a problem with the fact that Charlize Theron, who I think we can argue is like one of the five greatest faces in the world, has started getting work done a yeah. little like bit. to the point where there's a scene where it was it was a scene one of her many many speechifying scenes 
uh, which I've got another complaint about, but it was like this. I heard like long... something about a crocodile and a goat. Yes, oh, it was I thing. loved it was the con- that. It was the crocodile. <laughs> I was like, I was I on the bad people's side. I am team I crocodile and goat. I was. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with the monologue so much as there was this lingering close-up of her face, where for a minute, it was so oddly uncanny valley that it felt like like they they did the same thing that got Princess Leia at the end of Rogue One. To get yeah. Charlize Theron into that scene. Well, there's that moment where you realize that, oh no, she's not making a, a choice because this character's stone cold. She can no she longer make expressions face. with her that face. Was, it really made me sad. It's yeah. distracting, because, right? Yeah, and it was like around her eyes sort of and in her yeah. cheeks. Yeah. And before the movie, we saw the trailer for Atomic Blonde, which is just the terrible, terrible title. And But it's something I will see, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I can't get I enough of any of those trailers. Yeah. I didn't notice it as much, and I wonder if it's that thing of they started putting money from the visual effects budget into making certain women who have gotten plastic surgery look more normal. Yeah. Which is like... So you're getting double uncanny valley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh. And so, but speaking of her speeches and stuff, I felt like they just took, like a big bowl of every cliche villain line and just put it in the script for her. And I'm not saying she didn't sell it, but it was a lot of like, here we go, like, make it rain. You you know there was a lot of like, a lot of just like- I think that was a line in this movie. Here we go, ellipses. Make it rain, rain. Yeah. period. It did, the, and it rained cars. It, it rained cars. cars. Which, again, thank you, movie. I appreciate that. Thank you, that. movie. Yeah. But here's the, the, the biggest missed opportunity about Charlize Theron, which I guess since she survived this one, we'll see her do this in a future one, but it's like, how do you cast her off the strength of Fury Road into a car movie and never put her behind the wheel of a motherfucking and car. And she never yeah. fights. She never fights. fights once. I, I, just wanted, I really wanted her to like, because I liked that she was this like badass smart woman, which was cool, but I would have loved, and she like needed Dom to like be the like body man sort of, along with the redheaded guy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> but I wish that like, it was all because like she could have done this, she could have gone and fought everyone, but she didn't want to. Right. And then like at the end she could have like punched some shit and done something. She jumped out I, of an airplane. <laughs> I actually it would have been great if <laughs> this would have this would have been the cherry on top of what kind of emerges as my favorite or least non-favorite storyline. But if you had this big reveal that Luke Evans is out of his coma and back in action. And she just like grabs him by the lapel and throws him back out of the plane. Like if he just becomes the Kenny of this series, <laughs> I would be <laughs> so excited so by that. What movie was he in before? He was from Fast Six. The one I have not Wait, seen. Wait, he yes. was who? Um, Jason Statham's brother. Yeah, she, loved, they, she loved Jason. Statham. I was yeah. on board with Team Jason. Statham. I would watch a movie about the, those two brothers. That's what I said, and then I was sure. like, I think that's the, like every the Jason Statham. Yeah. The rumor I heard this week is they're talking about a Rock and Statham spinoff, which Great. a thousand percent. Now let me free pitch Universal Studios. Make it about them having to coach the Rock's daughter soccer team. Totally, that's that's they were in love. I, I would totally watch a spinoff with them. They were in love. I just for for me too. It's like more and more with movies that I kind of enjoy or don't enjoy that much. There becomes this one sequence that I can lift and be happy with. Like like in Kingsman, it's the head exploding montage. Just give me a gif of that, and I'm fine. Yeah. Give I want a YouTube clip of the Rock doing that tribal haka with. The soccer uh, team on a loop forever. Give me two and a half hours of that, I'm good. That was great. That also, was great. Okay, just speaking of um, kind of the Rock and Jason Statham and um, Vin Diesel stuff, um, usually in these movies there's a post credit sequence, and we were kind of like waiting and trying to figure mm-hmm. out, so I Googled it just to like see if there was one, and there was originally, 
and it was going to be between The Rock and Jason Statham to set up their kind of, it was going to be them bantering to set up their spin-off franchise. The reason it did not happen is because Vin Diesel found out that there was this moment at the end that he was not in. He contacted NBC Universal and said they needed to take it out, and they did. Whoa! I, I need to insane? see this footage. Why no, do you give? I need to see why it do they now. give Vin Diesel? Why does he have so much pull? Because they can't understand what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. that's why they keep putting him in these movies. The plot of <laughs> the movie they is they're trying to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> NBC Universal is like he has our kids. He has all of our kids. <laughs> Help in us a in, a, in a bulletproof box Vin on Diesel an airplane. Vin Diesel Charlize Theron in the scenario. Get some tanks. Get some cars on tank wheels. Oh, get some cars that are dressed like tanks. Can I ask you about the soccer scene? There's two minutes left in this championship soccer game. Why did they have to come give him like a new job right then? Oh, that was I turned to Tanya and I said like like when the guy I can't remember the actor's name but he's always this guy the government guy in these movies. Yeah. Gotta get I'm the like, news that you. And I'm like, go back to back I'm like, in action. He's and not only that, he's not just there to tap the rock on the shoulder and say, "Come meet me in the SUV." Like, I'm gonna unfurl this plan here, and I, I turned to Tanya and I said, "Oh yes, by all means, let's do this right here." Yeah. I also hated in that moment when the government agent is like, "We need you to do this. We need you to do this, but we can't help you if something bad happens." And I'm like, "You're not doing a great job of convincing him." That's You're a, basically that is a horrible pitch. That's a horrible pitch. Just, that's a horrible pitch. <laughs> like, we need yeah. you, but you'll probably go to jail if it fails. <laughs> I think I'll stay here cool. on the soccer field. Cool. <laughs> yeah, could he say no? I mean, he could have said no. I mean, daddy's got to go to work. But daddy's got to go to work. Daddy's got to go to work. Yeah, the I thought it was, was the great. tooth fairy. <laughs> <laughs> he is also. Which, again, they just control a the skill sets of all of these performers in all of their movies. That's and what that just, yeah. thing was. It was Moana, right? Because I haven't yeah. seen Moana, and yeah. so I kind of had oh, to Oh, okay. Well, assume. I think it's, it's Moana... In the same, for the same reason, The Rock was in Moana right. was associated with that to begin with because right. he's oh, Samoan. Yeah. He's Samoan, so it's it's clearly that was that was letting him or encouraging him to bring his thing to it. And I thought I actually thought it kind of played. I think all that stuff is dope. And also, I'm a big wrestling fan, and <laughs> his whole lineage he has a whole lineage of his. Rocky I Mavia. And, like, I yeah. really, I, d I wasn't like the soccer mom thinking he was like super hot. His muscles are way too big. He's ridiculous looking. But I thought he was just the light of my life. Him and Helen Mirren made this movie. For oh me. God, Helen Wait, Mirren. That, I mean, that like, was what? My, that was my favorite Earth. shot in the movie where it's sort of three quarter over her left ear and it's sort of slowly panning around. And I started giggling when it got <laughs> about four degrees off. And Tanya turns to me and she's like. She's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, wait. It's delight. She's delightful, and thank God. I was like, oh. did people it, not know she was in it? it I, yeah, I, read I had no it, idea. I read it like a year ago and then forgot about it. Oh, it okay. came at a point in that movie where I needed Helen Mirren to be in that movie. Yeah. But I also didn't know if she had been in it before because I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, is she in this series? Oh, and the fact, I would just watch a movie of like her and her son, the brothers. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That would be awesome. Well, can we, like Boondock Saints on the yes. world? Can we, yeah. can we pull Guy Ritchie off this Lost Cause King Arthur movie? Please. And, and let's just give him do this that. Fast and the Furious spinoff I have of a Helen Mirren and her boys. I have a real man crush on Statham right now, too. Please. I have a real crush. A real crush. Yeah. 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 My, 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 I think my crush is real, too. My, <laughs> my only thing about Statham is... I didn't Statham mean to qu uh, qualify it. It's terrible. That was cheap. And it's cheapened. Yeah, let's not cheapen this. No, Please. let's let it be. Let's, let's let it be the beautiful. Yeah. Let's let's cup our hands around this 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 budding daisy and let it grow. Oh, honestly. But my only problem with Jason Statham is I, I think he has not not him, but with how he's used in these. I I, I love him being 
sort of snarky and his face is always kind of like his mouth is always sort of sideways and scrunched and I absolutely believe him as like a bare knuckle brawler for sure his crooked nose helps with that too I do not buy him for a second as a parkour guy I, I can't buy Jason Statham as a parkour guy. I love that jail sequence when he was just jumping over I love the sequence, but every time I love they cut to the back because, of course, it's it's Scarlett Johansson in a Captain America movie all of a sudden. It's like, no, no, I love you, but come I on. Got, I, I've heard that some of that shit he, he does, though. Like, he's mad fit and, like, super into that stuff. He is, but I love the way they would do it. Like, he would do one of those, I don't know what the movie is, because, spoiler, I'm not a parkour expert. What? I'm sorry, guys. I was guys. misinformed. I'm sorry. I hope this. I hope this doesn't ruin so things. There goes me referring to you as parkour expert and Emmy nominee Alex. I know. I know. You can go ahead and do that. Oh, congratulations oh, yeah. on that! Thank by you. The way. Thanks very yeah. much. I meant to mention Thank you. That. Awesome. Um, I'll get to my Alex Trebek story in a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, we got to talk oh, about yeah. it. And but he looked dope as hell in his suit. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That suit was Thanks, the, the shoes. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Well, I was saying to Joe before you guys got here, I was a little sad at the end of the night, not because my team didn't win. But because I don't have another occasion on the books yet to wear the suit. And I'm just, I was saying to Tanya, I was going to show up in it today and just mm-hmm. be like Marge Simpson when she gets that Chanel suit at the, at the, um, at the uh, outlet and just find an occasion for it. Just wear it to breakfast. But the thing about Statham is like, yeah, in that jail scene, he was incredible. But it's like, I love it because like the leaps were always, you're, you're behind his shoulders. And then like he goes to do one of those things where you like spin off a chain link fence. And it's like, so you're behind him when he leaps for the fence. They cut to a cutaway of like, Statham hands, Statham hands, Statham face for the spin and then cut wide again to finish the move. <laughs> yep. And I, I got no problem with it. It's just... Again, it's one of these things where the, there are all these badass polymaths. Like, every single one of them is good at every single thing. They can all yeah. run and shoot and punch and jump. It is a thing where n- none of them have, like, it's not like the Italian job where, you know, Seth Green is good at computers and one of them is good at this. They have that, but it's like everyone is, like, cracking jokes and everyone is really good at fighting. They and tried guns. setting that up in Fast Five when they pulled the team together right. in the first yes, place. I remember that. But then even Fast Five doesn't stick to that. Everyone yeah. is good at everything. Well... One of the things I want to say about like the universe of Fast and the Furious, or where we've gotten to, is that I do love that like turning cars into zombies and driving them out of buildings like qualifies as a plan. Like that is a plan. Or in like I don't know I don't remember what movie it is, but like driving like a car out of the Burj Khalifa into another building is a plan. That's an escape plan. And I'm like, you know what? A part of me has to sort of like give credence to the fact that whoever's writing and oftentimes like I mean given what we just said about like these lines and like these horrible like like the cliche O'Rama uh, like dialogue of it like it reminds me of that um, that joke in 30 Rock where uh, she looks at that poster for like Transformers 10 and it says screenplay by nobody <laughs> um, and although I, part of me does feel that way about these movies I'm still like it's sort of like they all like a bunch of dudes sitting in a room and they're like, we should drive one car out of one building into another. Yeah, that qualifies as a set piece. And then do out it. of that building into another, another building. <laughs> um, it's sort of amazing. My thing about the zombie car scene, which was fun, and especially like you were saying before, Joe, when it gets that one shot of just like the whole fleet of them rounding the bend, I was like, I'm with this. Despite yeah. the fact that in New York, even if that happened, cars would just sit there. 
Like, Traffic. you can take over all the cars you like, but they're not going not anywhere. anywhere. Right. <laughs> well, New York is a terrible car chase city. Every time, a, every time a car chase movie is set in New York, I'm like, you're doing it wrong. Like the film Taxi? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to bring up, except I was worried I was the only one who remembered it. Nope, I remember what that What is movie. that movie? I think about uh, that movie. The Jimmy Fallon Queen Latifah power. Oh, yeah. I think about oh. that movie every week of my life. <laughs> Every single week, I think about that really? movie at least once. Yes. Yeah, that's. I, it, it's kind of haunting. Oh, that he's way. a cop and she's a taxi driver. But he has his license revoked, and she's like, and she's like a Fast and Furious. There's level a model dri- in it who plays the bad guy. Yeah, I think it's Giselle, and, and she's this, a yeah. bikini bank robber. And yeah. there's a scene where they like have a car and they pull into like this alleyway. And they rip off like the paint job of the car for a new paint job, and like do this anyway. For the record, everything we're saying about this movie makes it sound a thousand percent more fun than it actually is. <laughs> right. But it's but New York's a bad car chase town, except with I would give it the exception of the Bourne Ultimatum because that car chase at the end of that is fantastic. Okay. But that takes advantage of the fact that you cannot have a car chase in New York, and he's on sidewalks and he's ramming parked cars and everything. Like right. that makes sense. So it works. But in New York, a fleet of cars is going nowhere. What bothered me about it was. Yeah, it was fun, but it was fun with reservations because I'm like, so if she can do this, how come she can't just, like, slave the Secretary of Defense's limo and drive him off a pier? Like, why, I think why it make it certain rain? cars that she had. At, she was like, anyone yeah, that has, one, like, yeah. auto drive. But again, which, and that's fine, but I feel like that's the missing ingredient from that, from that scene where it's like, let's say she tries to get the limo right, and she yeah. can't, so it's like, hell with it, we gotta rain every single car in the city on this guy. Yeah. I think it was the expectation that like they're not going to be able to hack the Russian person's right. car, so they didn't even try. Right. But, I mean, it's anything's possible in this universe. So. I mean, and, yeah, that's absolutely true. They raised, at the, my, I mean, look no further than The Rock leaning out of his tank car and pushing with his hand the submarine torpedo. I was dying. <laughs> the thing is, I would believe that, like, with... Over anything else? That was where the movie turned into a documentary for me. Sure. Like that was that was where the I was rock, like a life. Yeah. <laughs> like they just happened like like they said, Have you guys seen what the rock's doing right now? Like, roll, roll, goddammit. Roll it, put it put the camera on him. Point the camera at him. I will say with him, most of the fighting scenes and stuff, I was like, I buy this because he is humongous. Mm-hmm. He is like it like him in the prison break scene, which was my second favorite after car tornado. After scene. he was just punching mm-hmm. the wall yeah. for yeah. practice. <laughs> yeah. To get like pumped up. I guess he's fighting himself. Yeah. No, guys, he was trying. That was his. Bre- he was breaking out. That was his yeah. plan. Was to yeah. punch yeah. inward. Punch that out. Was- punch through the punch. <laughs> something. No one's gonna come between them because then you're between a rock and a hard place. Oh. 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 All right, <laughs> that was good. I think so. This movie's crazy and absurd, and I. It was. There were parts of it that were boring, and I'm like, this is clearly your eighth movie, and whatever. I have to say though, just given. The number of characters in it who we're sort of familiar with, the fact that The Rock's in it, who currently is somehow like the great connecting piece between all people on (laughs) planet Earth. I don't know a single person that's like, yeah, fuck The Rock. Like, nobody does that. Um, I have to say that, like, for me, I do think, like, the weak point for this, for me, was Vin Diesel the human. Yeah. Because he has... Because of, from for whatever was happening off screen, off camera, for whatever the beef was with The Rock about control or whatever, or like whatever weird shit happened after Paul Walker died. I mean, I think like Vin Diesel, like maybe like left this world in a way, like is not uh, both feet are not on the ground, but he therefore had no chemistry 
and no relationship to anybody else in the movie. We were we were talking about this. Tanya and I were talking about this. I said that my my problem was, and this is going to sound so absurd, but it's kind of like each new Fast and the Furious movie makes the last one look kind of great. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's it's kind of like when you're going through a rough patch with a girlfriend. Even if the last relationship was was terrible, suddenly it's like ah, oh, simpler times. It's like presidents. But it's like I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Remember I feel like <laughs> I feel like a big part of why this didn't work was they gave the emotional resonance storyline to Vin Diesel. Yeah. yeah. And historically, that's exactly what Paul Walker's been there for. Right. And I know it feels bizarre to say this movie was really missing the emotional resonance of a Paul Walker performance, but not Come to into not the to, blue. <laughs> Come on. Right? Not to, but I get what you mean. Not to speak ill of the guy, but that's what that's what Brian and Mia are always in this movie yeah. are always in these movies for. Um, is to is to be for what passes in these movies for emotional grounding. Right. And and Dom is always supposed to be this code of honor gunslinger. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make you the family man. In a literal sense, not in the I'm just gonna pop that out every so often because I'm trying no, to get it trending. Was, yeah, that was. But also, we are going to turn you against your people. Like, like you're gonna, you're, you're gonna stop, you're gonna stop being a protector for your people. Which I know they were trying to go for daring with that, but like, didn't even work. I also feel like he just could have told any of them at any point. He could have like texted Hobbs and be like, "Yo, she's got my kid." Yeah, or something. And I then, like that we didn't know that for a while. Like when sure, you showed yeah. the picture, I was like, "No, absolutely, oh. yeah, totally." But because I, I, I did like, not see that coming, no, I was, I was genuinely like, surprised. Have on him. What? I couldn't I was, figure it out. Yeah, I was yeah. genuinely surprised when they yeah, revealed leverage. that. Yeah. But you know, I think when we saw the trailer, I remember us both making the comment like, "Oh yeah, I mean." Charlize Theron looking like that asked me to I'd turn against my family Um, but with this watching the movie I was like I I don't but I don't see I didn't see anything like I didn't like he gave he gave nothing to this movie I wish they played more with because Charlize Theron's whole thing I mean other than wanting to kind of not take over the world but that's oh her plan was amazing yeah I was like on board but her idea of like that um, Toretto was like you know really cared more about the adrenaline of it than about the family. I feel like they didn't play with that enough. Like, you never really, you always, once you found out that she had his son, you knew that that's what it was about and it wasn't about the adrenaline or that maybe he was like sort of with her. You never really got that vibe and I wish you had a bit more. And I don't know if they wanted that and Vin Diesel couldn't pull that off in his acting. I mean, I think that's a big part of it, honestly. And I think, like, you know, giving Charlize a little beef because I couldn't tell if she was furious or elated at any given point because it was just all the same face. I do also think, like, she got most of her, she had most of her scenes with Diesel, and, like, like he's giving her nothing, man. It's the same Under the circumstances, um, she did great. Totally, I I think so, too. fantastic. Because, like, look at, like, what, where did, like, for me, personally, where I had the most fun was, like, the little uh, rivalry between Statham and The Rock, or, like, the interplay between uh, the characters, which... Yeah, it's like stock shit that they just keep rolling out every movie, but I laughed. Like, I had a couple moments that where I was enjoying myself and enjoying their relationships with each other. Because Statham and The Rock have an arc in this, have what passes yeah. for an arc in this. They, they start off... They have really yeah, start well, I mean, rivals and, and, and comrades. And find something in common along the way and wind up enjoying... Like, I love the thing where it's like for the umpteenth time, The Rock unveils, one, like, pours out one of his... Uh, hit one of his... his um, Pro wrestler threats at him about yeah. about you know n- 
knocking his teeth down his throat, and they just stop and have a laugh at it. That was like the warmest moment yeah. in a movie. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I wanted him to kiss. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Just, and I don't yeah. think Vin Diesel I, could have pulled off that kind of scene, not genuinely. No, well, he no. could. He couldn't. He, well, he, he generates chemistry with no one unless it's as a cartoon tree. <laughs> it's that's real. That's his greatest performance to date. Even my my wife and I were talking about the fact that like even that scene, that absurd scene where, <laughs> first of all, I I couldn't. I love that. They, where did, were they in Havana? They were yes. in Havana. Yeah. I love how. Yeah, it was painted on the bay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I mean, Havana like seems awesome because no matter what you do, apparently the entire city of Havana is turns there. out for it, um, which is great. And I don't know, like, at what bistro in Havana he and why he picked up like a rose and a baguette, or if he was <laughs> like, yeah, he oh shit, I thought we were go, I wrong honeymoon. I don't know. And they're staying in that like, like that Dracula castle penthouse suite thing in like this off-color silken. Bed sheets, and uh, this is Vin Diesel's house. This is Vin Diesel's. My, this is my master bedroom. Um, <laughs> when they're lying in bed together, it, like there was like nothing, and I so felt so bad for her too because I'm like, you're trying, you're trying to act with the scene partner, and he's doing nothing for you. It's also interesting because The Rock, as like the sort of leader of this group now. I felt like everyone played better against him than they do with Vin Diesel, which is so interesting. Like, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez was a better actress when she was in scenes with the group than with Vin Diesel, uh-huh. because it's like, some of the actors in this movie aren't going to do very well if they don't have a good director, if they don't have a good scene partner. And Charlize Theron is not one of them. She can act with anybody. She's great. But imagine how much better she would have been sure. if all of her scenes were with The Rock and yeah. if the director was like Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Doing Fate of the <laughs> so different movie. Oh, that's... Different movie. Hang on. I mean, if he just did that, like a shot-for-shot shot remake, but in his <laughs> style, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yum, yum. It's time for a tasty and refreshing snack. I was super bummed out that the scene with Jason Statham and the baby, which was an amazing scene, honestly. I was so obsessed. He was great in it, and his like little smiles to the baby were great. I wish it had all been scored by that chipmunk song mm-hmm. that the baby was listening to. It would have made it really interesting and different. I was thinking about that because it was—it's another kind of trope half measure, that, that which is what these movies do all the time. It's like they—they they invoke a trope without really embodying it, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, the, they're going for the juxtaposition thing, right. but they don't do the legwork of actually yeah. like making it work. I thought they were going to do it because they started playing it, and then I was like, uh, ooh, this would be really cool. That and baby was a better actor than Vin Diesel. Like he was way better dad, than Vin Diesel. Yeah. Like he didn't get uh, his acting games. But yeah, I was I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that to like fill the soundtrack or uh, or or have it be because it needs to either be the 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 the, the kitty song fills the soundtrack and is juxtaposed against the fight or the baby is listening to something music you just don't play for a baby like it's Megadeth in his headphones right. or something I wonder if they tried it and it didn't work or something they well, were cutting back and forth that's exactly which, what I that thought that felt like off a little bit it worked it did because it, it was like it was better. every time they cut back to it I'm like oh this is still going on right like, scene, usually when you get that kind of scene in a movie it's a great like spotlight dance that goes on for like two uninterrupted minutes mm-hmm. Perks your energy back up, and then you can cut back to the who gives a shit stuff down on right. the ice. Like, right. like, and I can't speak to it. I wasn't in the edit bay, so I can't tell them they did their jobs wrong. But 
because I, I feel like they probably wanted to do it that yeah, way, like and then just for whatever reason could not. And the other thing I, I would have loved to have seen, keep it continuous two minutes, and he never puts the, the carrier down. down. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that, that, that I think it, it's those kind of parameters that would make them have to work harder to make it a better scene. And they 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 set it up for that, and then let themselves off the hook yeah. for experience. There is a yeah. weird thing where, like, they have, you know, that idea that with each movie they sort of like uh, pull back a little further to realize this like new uh, orbit of characters, and they just keep the other characters they have. And what keeps happening, and I think in particular, this was like obvious, is that like. Statham is one of the cooler characters in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the filmmakers were like, yeah, this should maybe be your vehicle, but we've got to make it Vin Diesel's vehicle. We're really sorry. <laughs> but here's a, here's a baby scene. Um, enjoy. Which uh, he was great at. Oh, it was great. Oh, yeah. sold the hell out of yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I hesitate to bring up this next point, but I want to bring it up just to put it away. Can we stop trying to make Scott Eastwood a thing? Can we I mean, just can we stop with that? Yeah. Here's here's how badly I want that to happen is that I don't know who he is. Well, he is. I mean, I know who yeah. he is, but I have no idea. Well, that's he he's been in a bunch of stuff, but he's a no face to me even though he kind of looks like his dad. And I was sitting there and cuz I was actually enjoying the fact that until he gets behind the wheel, I'm like there is not one single white person on the team anymore. I was Thank This God. is fantastic. Oh my God. I was like, this movie all of a sudden became the most ethnically diverse yeah. film no, And I was loving it. Yeah. And it was great. I, I like turned to Scott and I was like, my white boyfriend. And I was like, there are no white people in this movie. This is yeah. fantastic. And he was like, it is fantastic. It is. And I turned and to my friend and said, there are no white people in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> We are underrepresented in this movie. I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, "Well, you don't, you don't." The only reason he's there is they couldn't get Kurt Russell for enough shooting days to put him in the action. That is, that's that's my right. surmise. But right. but it's like he was why? Doing Guardians, so, yeah, yeah, but like why Kurt invent Russell a new character to 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 be the heel to everybody else's heel? Who's already like you've got six comic relief characters and, and he's two just bruisers. giving nothing. But he's I, giving, I also I do love the fact that he sort of is white guy number two in yeah. this movie. Like he is like I think they also name. needed the like cute one. Like Paul Walker was always the like he wasn't as buff as Vin Diesel or The Rock or any right. of them. Right. And he was more like the pretty face, you know? Right. And I don't think they have that in the same way. Like Ludacris isn't gonna be the sex factor. He actually team. looked good in this movie. Yes. I like his beard that he yeah. grew yeah. I gotta yeah. live with you. That that varsity jacket, I wanted that varsity jacket. <laughs> yeah. And I want the t-shirt with the sneaker on it only if it comes with sneakers that have pictures of t-shirts. I do not remember any of their clothes. <laughs> I remember the t-shirts. I only remember Luda's. I, I like, He's looking good. I like Luda a lot in this movie. I like his character. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of like the cool hood geek hacker. Like I think that that's really dope. I, I could have done without like the weird peacocking between him and Ty. <laughs> I think like, it that was such a weird final scene where they were yes. like, which one of us is it gonna be? I was like, have they been setting this up? Is I'm that glad that she, she was like, yeah. what's my name? Yeah. I, I mean, thought she was gonna be like, um, I'm gay. No, I, I, I thought that exactly. That would have been amazing. Like, Her and Charlize Theron had such good chemistry in their like oh, fight man. scene. Oh, oh yeah, loved they had more chemistry via computers yes. than she yes. did with me. <laughs> I just wish, I think that weird love triangle they were trying to set up could have worked if Natalie Emanuel's Ramsey character was actually a character and not just like, 
someone to type at a computer. Yeah. She, I, I could not, almost everyone else in the film, I could at least describe with an adjective. I couldn't with her. Well, that's and, and that's what's funny is we were saying a minute ago, like nobody is that Ocean's Eleven specialist, right. except for her, and she's only a specialty. Like that's <laughs> yeah. it. Um, yeah. She's always in the side. She's not never driving. No, no yeah, never. No passenger seat with a laptop. <laughs> it's like the only logic thing they care about. It's like, well, clearly she can't drive. She's the computer girl, so everyone else can drive. Right. Yeah. Which is like. A I weird. still don't understand why the fate of the world always falls in the hands of these people that can drive fast. I think it was it was two yeah. or it was two or three movies ago that I leaned over to my wife and said, bear in mind, these are Echo Park street racers. <laughs> I mean... It's like when they sent drillers in Armageddon to space. Yeah. Just teach astronauts how to drill. Yeah. Did you ever listen to that? Not, not to totally like jump off topic, but uh, I am an Aflecophile, so <laughs> I do like to toot his horn every now and again. Uh, that oh, His DVD commentary yeah. of Armageddon. Where he said to Michael Bay. He's like, you... Take drillers and train them to be astronauts. <laughs> so the other way around. Yeah, or yeah. send both. Yeah, totally, totally. They had pilots it's and real. drillers. Yeah, it's awesome. such an absurd... The premise is absurd, but again, you they had to do something because they, you make four movies about street racing and it ends and it still people were still Play filling the seats. Yeah. So, like, but, open it, pop it open. But it made sense... In Fast Five to turn them into into low rent Ocean's Eleven, right? Because then it's like, okay, well now they're just straight up outlaws. Yeah. Now it's like, what the fuck are they? The go- like the black ops government organizations are coming for them. I will say, this movie or seeing Suicide Squad made me appreciate these films so oh, much Oh God, more. yeah. Because it's the same basic premise. I mean, if you take away the car racing of these, like, kind of black ops people who like the government can't really be behind them and if they die that's on them and that's it and it's like at least these movies as ridiculous as they are can be like fun which is interesting and they like watching Suicide Squad with just like which is again you're throwing I mean our our shortest ever episode by the way we recorded it in the parking lot after we saw the movie and we're just like fuck this movie watching watching Suicide Squad is giving it a lot of credit Mm. that's true having to be there while subjected to Suicide Squad I think is it, it's like when your buddy's dog is licking you in the face. It's like, I don't want this to happen, but I just got to let through it. We're going to get through this experience. Sit through it. Are we going to pretend yeah. this is normal? Yeah. Or are you yeah. just... <laughs> I will say, between Natalie Emmanuel and I'm not even going to attempt to say his name, it's funny they're importing the cast of Game of Thrones one person yeah. at a time. Yeah. And with that in mind, I think the next person to be the at first bad guy, then inevitably, uh, I was going to say Jason Momoa. Oh, he, yeah. be- he belongs in this He universe. belongs in this yeah. and, and And I need to see Vin Diesel, The Rock, and Statham try and, like, try and, like, dogpile on him all at once. I yeah. can see that. I yeah. can see that. And, That's you know, if stuff happens while everybody's down there rolling around, I'm just saying, oil. Just like a cup, cupping something. Or, I don't know. Just, no, yeah. Just a quick, whatever. whatever. Caress, a caress. Yeah. I don't know. I would be into The Rock and Jason Statham sex tape. I'm just saying. <laughs> If it's out there, that's that yeah. between a rock and a hard place. Oh, <laughs> way to bring it back around. But we don't nice. know which who's oh. the hard place. Oh, <laughs> uh, boom. Which one? Yeah, a hard place and a hard place. Also, the rock was there. Okay, I'm not saying Jason Statham isn't great, but are we gonna pretend that he would win in a fight against the rock? He would not. Oh, well, that was, yeah, that was. He would well, and they they commented on that in this one about the event in the last one where he basically had to throw a grenade at him and knock him out a window Dark Knight style to to win a fight. Right. But Jason Statham lasting a minute in a fight against... He is scrappy, but The Rock is like... 
The Rock is The Rock. When he kicked those guards through the door into that wall, I was like... I bought it. I was like, yes, I believe it. I... My money's on Statham. No. I love really? The Rock in a way that is very real, but in a way that is true. Um, okay, so in but, this scenario, like, is The Rock, like, is he asleep at the start of the fight? Did he just come from the no. dentist and it's like he's a little groggy? No. Uh, he's, he's at the bottom of a lake and Statham's, like, poking him with a pool skimmer? Like, what, what's how we it's, doing this? It is the same as uh, I would uh, reference the street race in the beginning of this film. Okay. You. He cheats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kick him in the shins, kick him in the balls. No, it's, I think that he's got. Uh, I think that Statham has um, uh, a little more style, a little bit more uh, good use, and I think. Statham or a stunt double? Stunt double, stunt okay. double Statham. Okay. And I think The Rock's a brawler. I think The Rock's just oh, a no, big brawler. Fair. And the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So. All right. Okay. But I will say, in the Rock's fighting style, even though he is so big, he can move. Like, sure. He's not necessarily oh, just no, like the yeah. mountain from Game of Thrones, where he's just like crashing into yeah. people. Yeah. He like has. No, that's Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel <laughs> yes. cannot move. Vin oh, Diesel he can't move. He has he no can't style. Move would... in a lot of different ways. <laughs> like I feel like what's I, I feel he like can't move his neck. just a lot of trunk rotation. I know. He it's like have it's, any articulation. It, it's, he's like he's got like. Batman Begins neck, yeah. where he needs to get he needs to get the Dark Knight suit so he can so totally. he can turn his head. He's wearing a Vin Diesel. He's actually a very tiny. He's actually Baby Groot inside. <laughs> they put him in it's the Vin Diesel suit. Highlighting. Why is it not? Something's wrong with the hydraulics. I don't. That's why Vin Diesel's in this movie like wooden. Yeah. I would buy that Vin Diesel would lose against Jason Statham. Because yes, a thousand percent. Oh, I would. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I for sure buy that because yeah. dude can't move like at all. No. And the last time he only beat him in a fight because he dropped a parking garage on him. Oh, I man. wish I was Oh, is that where the car went That's, up? Yeah. And hit the helicopter? That was the one where I think yeah. the line that he said, his finishing, uh, his finishing move line was, when you hit the street, the street hits back. Yeah. Which is not no, true. Uh, you just... I, no, it was... I'm sorry. It was the, it was the reaching even higher and falling even farther... In a street fight, the street always wins. Yeah. And it's like, no, that is yes, not right. a street fight. Is not you fighting a street. Yeah. Do you understand it's what you street fight, fight mean right. refers to? I mean, I, the only the two only people that, still have to engage in the fight. Right, the, only way that, the only way that works is like if you want to describe a cage fight like that. Like, yeah. yes, technically the cage always wins because the cage is really setting the parameters for the fight. Yeah. But the street is the street is impartial in a street fight. Yeah. It's, it's totally. Like they were trying to do an Ocean's Eleven thing where they make all of the gambling metaphors and they're like yeah. house always wins and that sort of thing. Yeah. But it was like they hadn't really set up street fighting or racing yeah. in the past like four movies. It's been them as like outlaws and yeah. stuff. So it's like I Also, know. I think in that same movie he like stomped the ground one last yes. time yeah, to yeah, make yeah. a break uh, open. Which yeah. is not a thing you can do. No, no, no. Well, are we gonna list the not a thing you can do of these movies? So we'll, we'll be here. here we're gonna day. need a lot more coffee. I mean it's a lot of fun. Oh, and also speaking of getting tropes only halfway right. Okay, so they fake Statham's death, and he gets the adrenaline shot in the ambulance. Yeah. But it's not like they faked his death by, like, choking him out or, or something. Like, he shot, shot him three times. <laughs> Adrenaline's not going to do anything except get your blood pumping faster you out of your gaping wounds. Yeah. True. Like, it's, it's, 
it's like Chris Morgan writes these movies based on things he sort of half remembers from other movies and then ties them together. I saw that. I saw that in a movie yeah. once. Yeah, yeah, I think a guy got a guy got brought back to life with an adrenaline shot. Can't remember what. I guess he'd been shot or something. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. I think the first Fast movie I ever saw, we were like flipping through channels, Mabry and I. And because um, we have cable, because we're very fancy. <laughs> we're adults. Yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, I know. Um, and Fast Five was on. Yeah. And there was this moment, it's the moment in Fast Five when they're getting the cars off of the train. That's five, right? Best scene yeah. in the history was, of movies. From that point, this, these whole, all, all of these films have been diminishing returns for me because nothing has reached that level of the two Where of us they had the truck screaming. on the train and they were sliding yes. them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Cool. Where it like shoots the thing into yes. the thing and pulls yeah, and it And you're over. actually, you're, you're, yeah, that scene has, for me, a perfect encapsulation of the way these movies are sold based on common, uh, common movie trope ideas and the way they're executed. Because in the trailer for that one, the big finisher was them riding that Camaro or whatever off the cliff, Which like happens. pulling a Butch Cassidy. Right. right, it happens, but the trailer cuts before you know. Before it's like, it, it, the trailer ends on a question mark, like how are they going to get out of this? Right. One? What the movie does is they drive off a cliff. Gravity does the rest, and they just land alive right. in the water 400 feet below. And survive, right? So it's like, so, so the answer to the question, how are they going to get out of this one, is they're not going to, they just survive. That's they just point. Yeah. There is a level where you kind of want them to, like, just have, like, a bungee thing that shoots up and saves them or right. something, but it's yeah. just, they always just survive even yeah. if and they And then don't die. talk about it again. If I flew off a 400-foot cliff into water, the next thing I would tell every person I saw was, guess what happened? Guys, yeah. guys. They just move on with their there lives. There's only one point in this movie where someone asks if someone else is okay, I think. And it's like, the shit that you go through? Totally. Either that or I literally would be like, no, I'm I'm never driving again. Give me That's, a bicycle. I'm not doing this. I can't. Their, their attitude for every infinitely escalating stunt is, this was the plan, and we've done this before. Yeah. Like, they are... Vin Diesel is bored driving a muscle car over the bow of a submarine because he has that look in his eye like I got this because that time I did it before no no, no one's done this before that's the no. like you can either like and I kind of wish like that would be a great use of Tyrese great in quotes use of Tyrese but make him the guy who's like seriously how do we keep surviving yeah. this yeah. like, like don't, do just, don't just have because again they, this is not a plan I right. think if they have that though it, it ruins the what the movie is trying to have going for it, which is that this is so far from what is even possible yes, that if yeah. we lampshade it, then the audience is going to just like immediately be taken out of it, you know? But to me, trying to play it straight like that is what keeps being the downfall of these movies because they, they won't, and I think this is where you're seeing Vin Diesel come into it, they won't accept that there's anything laughable. About right. any of this, yeah, I that think this drop is the all. earnestness, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which is why, which is why a rock and right. safe and spinoff yes. is the perfect because idea. The rock knows how ridiculous this is. Like that scene with him and his kids. That's like a ridiculous scene for an action uh -huh. movie. Yeah. But he's aware of it. You couldn't have that scene with Vin Diesel because he thinks he's making, I don't know, a Kurosawa film. I don't know what he thinks he's doing. Oh, he described in Fast Five when he and the Rock have their fist fight. He described that as a great thing for cinema. That's 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 like a pretty direct quote from a. I mean, what one they had. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> whatever, but he's whatever not right. Whatever one they either. had to do the CGI Paul Walker. Seven. Last one, yeah. Seven, right? I mean, I do think that part of Vin Diesel left with Paul Walker because oh, yeah. 
that that last moment of where Vin Diesel does the voiceover that is like to the character but also to Paul Walker yeah. and like it breaks the fourth wall and I cried my eyes out. It was tears. It was it's insane because I was like yeah. this but but it like the movie ended and like like Paul Walker's like funeral began like at the end of that movie and then when the I was like this is amazing but also crazy like we are yeah. I, we're not we're we're it's like it, they it went through weird. the looking glass and with this one they wanted to be on the other they wanted to be on both sides of that looking glass yeah. and it's like I was even Vin thinking Diesel about does I think he is oh, yeah, on yeah. both sides of that looking I was even thinking about it yesterday I'm like yeah okay it's super moving that at the end of the movie he names he names the baby Brian. I thought it was gonna be Paul. I thought it was gonna be Paul. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be Paul. Totally. That's how like, I would not have been yeah. surprised. Yes. But in, the, but in the world of the movie, that move makes no sense. Brian is still alive. Because he's yeah. just retired. Right. And they all react like that's such a touching tribute to our friend who we could literally See, text like, right tomorrow. now. Yeah. 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 That's why it's all so. It's Vin so Diesel. weird. I think it's so weird. Crazy. I think he's crazy. Oh God, a yeah. thousand percent. I do like that they at least brought up. Brian and Mia and, and they were just kind of like Brian would know what to do and it was like we're not getting them involved as opposed to just pretending like they don't exist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I also think that Vin Diesel is so separate from this franchise because that's why he got back into the Triple X movies because those are all about him now. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he left that franchise to do Fast and Furious movies and now he's back at it because it's like Fast isn't his it's, franchise it's, anymore. It's yeah. skittering away from yeah. him. Honestly the best thing he could do right now is find a way to exit the series, hand it over to, to the people who got it, or like treat the Statham Rock spinoff as like a soft reboot. Right. And he can stay exec producer on it. He can get his company his company card at the front of the movie like he has it on this What's one. What's his company? He's One Race Productions, I want to say. Which one he can do. <laughs> Speaking of the credit cards, one of them said original film, and yes. I laughed yeah, yeah, yeah. out loud. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, been, that's been hilarious since I think... I think the fourth one. Um, also, yeah. Because uh, I think the fourth one is where is the first one where Neil Moritz had renamed his company to be Original Film, if that's his company. Yeah. Which was hilarious because, like, this is the fourth one in a series that technically has the same name as the first one in the series, which is not even the first movie called The Fast and the Furious. That production card, though, is funny for, uh, <laughs> for that reason for a couple movies. Like, I remember uh, when I went and saw 21 Jump Street <laughs> in the theater, that popped up, and the entire auditorium was like, <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I but think those are the people that made the movie. Lord and Miller, I think I mean, they get that joke. Oh, 100%. They, they, they're on board. I would never. It's actually why I'm not, my love for The Rock notwithstanding, I'm not psyched for this Baywatch movie. It doesn't look good. Because it looks like they're trying real hard to do the Lord and yeah. Miller thing, but. They don't have the joke. Only, I think only Lord and Miller can do the Lord and Miller thing. The Lego yeah. Batman movie showed me only Lord and Miller can do the Lord and Miller thing. They're genius. I love, 20, 22 Jump Street is actually, I would rank that in like one of my top probably 10 movies of all really? time. Really? That movie's genius. Okay. I yeah. mean, I, I love them both. I, yeah. I yeah. really want Baywatch to be good. I really sure. do. I want but everything The Rock just, does to be good. Yeah, but it just doesn't... I don't know. All the jokes seem very... But is that like the comedy trailer thing where like they're not putting the funny parts that in the trailer? And maybe it does. I remember the trailer for The Hangover wasn't very good. We fully spiraled off topic here. And so that's fine, I hope you enjoyed yeah. this podcast episode about Baywatch. Um, <laughs> we're doing podcast episodes about movies we haven't seen yet. <laughs> I feel... I feel confident in our uh, in our surmise. I feel confident that. that we've actually seen Baywatch sure. by seeing the trailer. Should we talk about it in slow motion? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. I have to say I wish it had been more of a surprise that they killed 
the mom of, of yeah. Toretto's kid. Yeah. I kind I of like, cheered when that happened. <laughs> Am I an awful person? Yes. <laughs> no, because like, something actually happened like, where okay, there was some yeah. real stakes in that movie. I was like, clearly that's going to happen because there's no way that like Michelle Rodriguez is going to be cool with like that. The baby mama. Which, by the way, is 100% what Elsa Pataki had to be when Michelle Rodriguez came back from the dead. Yeah. I had to be like, oh, no, no, no. You go back to your true love. I'll just be here with your baby. Yeah. In, <laughs> He's in never going to grow hair, I guess. Bob, uh, baby. Can I say, I think that woman, what's her name? The one, the French one? or the, it looks what like June, she? Diane, Raphael. She looks just like June, Diane, Raphael. <laughs> is that what she does? Yes. yes. I think, yes, I think they it. said that on When we watched yeah. Fast Five, did they really? Yeah, yeah. It, it looks exactly it's like insane. her. I said that oh, when, yeah. when we watched the first one, and like I think Scott or whoever else we were watching was like, I don't really see it. And I was like, it looks, when I she was in the bed, I had a moment, like, when the lights first come on and she's laying in bed and she gets up, I was like, oh my god, did June get to be in this movie? I bet like, they're pissed. That I bet, like, and I was like, oh no. That's also, just... and, and one thing that they, just total oversight, and which is weird because this movie is so lockstep about making sure you're following some sort of series continuity yeah. of, like, who gives a shit, but El- Elsa Pataki, uh, Vin Diesel's baby mama, was the Rock's ex-partner? Like he's yeah. she's the woman he dove out a fourth-story yeah. window to protect. Yeah. Is that the last Rock's time. baby? And possible. Oh, that would be a good oh. twist. That would be a good twist. But Vin Diesel but would never like, approve it. But like, but like they never even mention it. To, it's yeah. like, hey, you know that woman that you defied all physics and mortality to, to save? <laughs> yeah, she died. But that's for me to be sad about, not you. That is true. Yeah, totally interesting. This film, for all of its weird inconsistencies and stuff, they did actually try and kind of plug some plot holes of like, oh, why wouldn't they just use God's eye? Like, they were doing a thing that, like, answering the questions the audience would have, like, why don't they call Brian and Mia? Why wouldn't they just use God's eye until they have Charlize Theron steal it? And that sort of thing. And I did appreciate that. But then to pay such attention to stuff like that and ignore some serious fundamentals along the way, which I think is just, that's what the series does. Yeah, physics doesn't exist in this And none of that bothers me when it goes to the trouble of being fun. When it's not fun, I, I have a harder time forgiving any of it. Yeah. How did Vin Diesel know the exact camera angles to avoid from God's eye when he pulled into the alleyway? Because he's a control A polymath. It was they insanity. All are. <laughs> he opened the trunk and it's perfect, and then he saw the ATM and they had the totally. people, and I was like, There's, yeah. "How would he know how that? Would he that one to part." Plan this and like. I don't know. Because he had to go somewhere where it was close to meet Helen Mirren, and it was like... By the, by the same time the, the fight wound up in Charlize Theron's, you know, skydiving hatch, right. it was, I was reminded of, like, when kids are playing, it's like, bang, I shot you, it's a ha-ha, I have a bulletproof vest. Well, I'm shooting right. bullets to get through bulletproof vest. Yeah. Well, I have a chest that can stop <laughs> yeah. bullets. Can, you know, it's, it's always that thing. It's like, oh, she's going to be watching us on cameras. Well, I know where all the cameras are, so, you know. A hundred percent, and it's also like, I mean, that, that logic, you can, you can definitely spiral into, like, a little like uh, logic tailspin because if he can get a hold of Helen Mirren, why can't he get a hold of his own people secretly? That's like there isn't kind of like, like yeah. come on. I mean, there's some logic issues with that, but also just with the emotional tone of the movie and that you know that Toretto's never fully on the bad side. Right. You know what I mean? Like from that moment on, you know, like Helen Mirren's gonna come back and help right. them or something, and so you miss out on that idea of like, is Toretto really gonna turn on them? But but you could you could fix that with one line where you could have. Cypher say to him early on 
I get you're not on board with this plan and I don't care, you're going to do what I need to do. If you try to reach out to anyone on your team, I'm monitoring all communications, I will know and I will I will murder them on sight. Yeah. Like, and he, and then, and then Helen Mirren becomes his loophole because it's the one thing that Cypher didn't think of. Right. Which, again, they just didn't put in the work to and make that happen. And they're not characters that they're moving through, like, they're, or they're characters that they don't, they're not experiencing anything or making choices. There's just, right. like, a set amount of things that have to happen in this movie, and then they plug the characters in, and they just, like, yeah. go through them without having to put them through the paper shredder. I also, okay, this is a small thing, but there are, like, legitimate life and death moments in this film, like, where people are on the verge of dying or could die, and they're, like, cracking jokes in the car. They're, like, basically, like, oh, looks like we got a frozen Tyrese Popsicle or, like, yeah. shit like that, basically. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, he could die right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, like, he's just drowning you, in ice cold Not water. only that, now that you've pulled him out, he's in freezing air in soaking clothes. Like, being shot, yeah. I, and he's blocking with a car door. Yeah. Yeah. That was when that was when my wife turned to me and said, "What is this movie?" <laughs> no, like, it's not that, that, no, no, nothing. Went that long without saying that. I, I think she was well because prior to that, I'd said I I had I burned through my stock of maybe let that one go. Our friend Ro- I, like from the get go. I mean, hey, like my, uh, I was talking to my, my friend Robbie, and we were both saying how like everybody missed the mark uh, by not spelling fate f eight. And uh, right there, I was like, "What is this movie?" Yeah. So it is a real like missed opportunity. Total missed Did opportunity. They have a two in one of them. Yeah, or F five. Too fast, two. too furious. They had two twos. Too fast, too furious. And then that's was, actually four. That's is that Fast, fast and the Furious four? Yeah. Is Fast too fast? Fast and four. Furious Tokyo oh, wow. Drift. Question. This timeline. I am curious what you guys think the ninth one will be called because I feel like they're still gonna play a pun on the number. Or is it going to be like... I think all the vowels are going to be replaced with the number nine. Yeah. Or is it going to be all of the fasts and all of the furiouses? Or... Uh, well, now they're talking about going to space. No. Which... You can't drive cars in space. Well... No. Well, you can't take cars any number of places that they take cars. Ice, that they were... If, here's the thing. Well, and I, you had a great idea for a Fast and the, the Furious like, like, movie. type movie in space, in space. but in the world of space, but I feel like if they do take Fast and the Furious to space, they can't be Fast and the Furious in space. They have to take cars to space. Yeah. Because they have to take Fast and Furious to be, space. It's yeah. just, it's going to be... Spaceships that's cars dumb. in them. Or but like, that's... But, yeah. but Fast and the Furious in just space... regular cars in space. And they could go out one spaceship into another one from the <laughs> yeah. car. Sure. And die. <laughs> and everybody did. But you can't die. But Fast and the Furious in space... Is a dumb, fun thing to talk about on a podcast, and if it makes it into a movie, it's going to be so boring. It's going to be yeah. so dull and belabored, and just Fast oh. and the Furious in space. I think the rest of the franchise should just be Fast and the Furious in different places, like Fast and the Furious in, in the hood. In like the past, past. Like I would totally watch a period piece of Fast and Furious, like in the old west, and it's all horse all and carriage. Yes. Oh. Oh. Fasty, like Yield it's all, like Furious, like it's all holodeck simulations. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Or in, like, I'm with Victorian this. England, and they're racing like horse. Buggies. Oh, they find a time machine in the next good. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then they go back in time. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. They could kill Hitler. They could do like. Well, that would. <laughs> but Hitler's gonna end up being a good guy. Yes. Yeah. Pull back a little further. There's a Fast and Furious Nine. Oh. Nine. Kill that. Oh man. You're all welcome. If they're gonna do that, I think what they really gotta do. Thank you. 
is pull it back to the future too and have them travel back through other Fast and the Furious. That is... I'm not a crazy person. This is a great idea. <laughs> Listen to me more. Yeah, but no, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the only place they can go is to really just sort of celebrate back through. Or the next one should just be a clip show. Should just be like Vin Diesel <laughs> in a blazer walking through a soundstage. Just like, all of them sitting around. It's like him sitting at a fire in an easy With, chair, like, like a, a book slide, upside down. A carousel. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, hello. I did not hear you come in. Turn page. <laughs> Furious Peace Theater. <laughs> Sold. I mean, on it. if you want it, we could, we could hit that right now this afternoon. I'm all about it. Um... We did it. We did it, guys. We made it through another Fast and Furious. Yes. God dang. It was, Good for us, you it guys. It was worth it. What we do uh, now is uh, we put Fate of the Furious up on the chopping block. We put brunch up on the chopping block, and we decide which one wins. So let's go around the table. Remind uh, us of what you had and where it rated against Fate of the Furious. I had a smoked salmon bagel uh, with extra capers. Um, it honestly was not a great bagel. I was a little underwhelmed. There wasn't enough salmon. Our waiter was great. He is definitely better than Fate of the Furious. <laughs> sure. The bagel was not. Okay. Fair. All right. Fair. All right. Maybe what you got? My French toast was about a 6.5, and Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious was a eight out of a hundred. Oh. <laughs> Boom, boom, drop the mic. That is one of a hundred movies. Oh, there's definitely going to be a hundred of these. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I won't be alive long enough to see them all. And that's so sad. That is the saddest part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that the the movie was better than the brunch because it was really fun and I had popcorn. Very good. Fantastic. Joe? Um, I had the uh, biscuits and gravy, which were good. Um, And there was a little too much of it. Um, would be my only problem with with brunch. Again, yep, Brian, amazing. His even his pajamas alone. If his pajamas were just walking around this restaurant without even him in it, <laughs> well, that would be quite just even laid yeah, yeah. out on the chair would be better than uh, Fast and the Furious. Uh, eight, Fate of the Furious. Um, Fate of the Furious, not as good and too much of it. So I'm gonna give this one to my brunch. All right, okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the chilaquiles were better than Fate of the Furious. It's kind of as simple as that. Yeah. 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 Very it good. It was a two-hour and 40-minute film. So it was too long. Oh, it was very was it long. Really? Yes. I thought the New York stuff was the climax, and then they went to Russia. We, yeah. I, my, we brought in, like, one of those, like, things of wine that I poured into a thing yeah. to drink in the movie theater. Nice. I poured a beer and, into a thing. <laughs> yeah. And I turned oh, you guys are fun to go to the oh, movies yeah. with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's we what I've been go, told. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And I turned to my boyfriend and I was like, well, you know, let's like start pouring this wine out. And he was like, it's a two hour and 40 minute movie. And I was like, we have to ration this wine now <laughs> over the next three hours. Are you kidding me? At two hours and 40 minutes, you have to ration water in that. It's like, ridiculous. I feel like this this two hour, 40 minute movie thing's got to stop. Got it. It's got to stop. You could have cut a solid 40 minutes what? out of this. That's not a reasonable length. When I, when I saw Get Out, Earlier this year, oh, which, which by the which by the way is an exceptional movie at any length, but I was like, I felt invigorated because I'm like, you know what, a smart hour forty minute genre movie is the best thing in the world, yes. best thing in the world, and yes. that's look, we talk about Shane Black a lot. I don't think he's had a movie longer than like two hours twelve minutes. That was an, that, and that was an Iron Man movie. Totally. So like when he's on his own, like I think hour fifty five. That's his bread and butter for storytelling. That's like that's where it belongs, yeah. or at least if. 
Because even if you're being wall-to-wall, super fun fireworks show, two and a half hours is still much too long. But I'm wondering, like, what, what, what is your script length that you're turning in, man? These are like. I think this was a 900 page. 900 at least. Well, it's like they had to put it in really big block letters for the news to read. It was one word of page. Sam Moly. Oh, that's great. Actually, now I really want to see like that, like the little golden book that they have to give Vin Diesel. Oh my god! I bet they just cross out all the rocks lines. Yeah. This is like, don't worry about this. Cross out everybody else. Like just pretend. Wouldn't it be hilarious if actually like the Rock had to shoot all his scenes like in a mocap suit in a on a green screen, just so that Vin never found out he's even in the movie? They didn't shoot any scenes together. They were never. They were never on set together the entire movie. Really? Anytime you see the two characters in the same shot together, one of them is out of focus because one of them is a body double. Wow. And the only time that you can see, quote unquote, The Rock in the shot with Vin Diesel is in the last scene at the table. Vin Diesel's at the end of the table. It's clearly Vin Diesel, but all you see of The Rock is his forearm. I want to sit them down and we say we have bigger problems in America right now. <laughs> like a but that's legit. I also feel like it's really just coming from Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Because, like, it's like... Well, The Rock called him out publicly on Instagram. What did he say? And he said, one of my candy-ass co-stars on Fate of the Furious isn't showing up to set on time and is has an attitude and uh, somebody like the Hollywood Reporter or something uh, came out with it that it was he was talking about Vin Diesel. Wow. Yeah. No shots together. No shots. Never on well, set together. Well, then, then that it's taken me a day to realize that that's the case, that is kind of an impressive feat to that's pull true. off. Totally. But in a disjointed movie, you've got a lot of camouflage. Yeah. And we didn't even mention F. Gary Gray directing this. Um, no. Which, but which is a bummer because he brought... Almost no F. Gary Grayness to this. His name which, is amazing. Though. His name is amazing, and and also he's responsible for one of my favorite sleeper hits of all time, The Negotiator. The Negotiator's pretty great. I mean, this is a guy whose filmography incorporates Friday, The Negotiator, uh, Be Cool, yeah. maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and Straight Outta Compton. Like this yeah. guy Be has. Be Cool is actually. <laughs> I remember that movie solely because my mom and I went to Blockbuster after having dinner, and she was like, oh my gosh, this movie is the first movie to have Uma Thurman and um, uh, John Travolta in a film together. We have to watch it. It's a big deal. And I was like, is it a big deal? No one's talking about this. No one's <laughs> well, talking. And in the movie, there's even a scene. like, yeah. like they, There's a dance scene between the two of them just to underline the fact, like, they're back together again. And it's like, yeah, no one cares. No one cares. They're in not context, like Meg no Ryan and Tom Hanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Straight Outta Compton was great. Straight Outta Compton was really great. Really have this actual this film actually felt way less gritty yeah. than past of the Fast and Furious ones that I've seen. Fast yeah. and the Furious. Oh my God. Oh, that's the time travel one. That's the time travel one. That's it. Oh God yeah. damn it. Fast and the Furious and Furious Peace Theater. Those Shut it down, guys. We, it down. We've that's we've it. fixed it. That's it. We're not going to top it either. No. Can't. Um, do you guys have any, what, what do you guys got coming up? Yeah, what do you want to plug? Well, please listen to our podcast, TV Wars, A New Trope. That's how you can find it. Um, and we're also on Twitter, at A New Trope, Instagram, at A New Trope, and A New Trope.com. We have episodes every Thursday, and it's all about tropey stuff. And we're actually, um, we came up with an idea to do Teen History Month. So for awesome. the month of May, all of our episodes will be about 
teen dramas and teen comedies and all that stuff. Okay. So, yeah, Fantastic. this Thursday. I don't know when well, this is coming out. Yeah, do you know when this is coming out? Soon. Okay. <laughs> well, there's, there'll be one out about yeah. uh, teen prom episodes. Yeah, Fantastic. Or, awesome. I mean, all proms are yeah. teens. But. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of what we're doing right now. And um, I'm on Twitter at Asha Michelle. And oh, um, if you have FX, watch Feud. Um, those episodes because I worked on that and it's a great show. And you mentioned it. Yeah. So. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. You have you have Tim Mynear's ear. I do. Uh, you gotta I tell do. him season I'll two. Say Finn and the Rock. Oh which, yeah. Which, I mean, which, by the way, their feud gets a lot more adorable when you boil it down to oh man, Dwayne and Mark are fighting. Dwayne and Mark. <laughs> yeah. The whitest playground name. Feud two, Dwayne, Dwayne and, and Mark. Mark. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just talked over. I'm it. sorry. I'm yes. Sure, you have things to plug. Um. No, I don't have anything. <laughs> Never mind. Twitter at Mabry Williams. Yeah, yeah. I'll be tweeting a lot about the X Files coming back. Oh, where? Oh, yeah. If the writer's strike happens, it's probably yeah, it would like postpone it for a while. I'd be really pissed. Writers might have the upper hand in this one, but we'll see. I see it as season eleven, like take two of season ten because it was not great. Season nice. ten was not great, right? I'm not crazy. There was one good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? The Wear Monsters. Oh yeah, totally. But that, that first, that, male, right? that first one. I think I only watched the first one back, and it was rough. So it was supposed to be eight episodes. So I think the first episode and the last episode should have been two parters, and yeah. they didn't have time because it was like a lot of information. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. But yeah. Um, Tales of Male Folly coming up May thirtieth. It's a live storytelling show uh, where men tell shameful and embarrassing stories about the nature of being men. Um, our very own Emmy nominee Alex Cadet will be performing. Uh, it's a theme sh- uh, this month's theme is uh, Father Knows Best. So oh, that's cool. uh, it should be should be fun, should be good. Be good time. Um, and our uh, our website, our new website, tellsamelfolly.com will go live tomorrow. So or depending excited. on when you're listening to this, it's already up. And maybe has been for ma- for a few days. So <laughs> that's also true. Could be. Um, this feels like as good a time as any to mention. Probably should have mentioned it from the start. We are happy to say that uh, Wild Brunch with Alex and Joe is now a part of the Extra Credit Network. So, our, 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 our dear buds, Carlo Moss and Mark Cope. Uh, Carlo, who you might remember from our T2 train spotting episode, um, liked the experience so much, had a good time hanging out. He's going to come back on the show again at some point, and uh, we're going to be part of the ECN now. So, now you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and on the Extra Credit Network on SoundCloud. That's right. Uh, home of some other great podcasts, too, including Tales of Male Folly. True. Uh, One others. for me. One uh, for me. They're uh, F Your Show. Um, they got a, a just an absolute like roster of great podcasts, so check it out. Um, can I just say that our very own Emmy nominee, Alex Cadet, is an Emmy nominee. <laughs> Was at the Emmys, looked amazing. You didn't win, but you're always an Emmy winner in my heart. I, I got a level with you. I, I know the cliche is it's an honor to be nominated. Yeah. It legit is an honor to be nominated. Yeah. Like that was a lot of fun. I, I like I wound up in a conver- in, in line at the at the bar with the composers from General Hospital. I was um I was heading down to I, my seats were pretty good, but I was heading down to the stage to check out the set. And I ran into a friend of mine, my friend Jesse Averna, who's an editor who was nominated for his work on Sesame Street. And like you do, I ran into my friend Jesse getting a selfie with Alex Trebek, as, as one does. Absolutely. So I, I offered to take the camera and take the picture himself, and then I, I collared Alex Trebek to get one with me. And then I, I stopped him for a second afterward, and I said, okay, so listen, I have to tell you something. I said, my name is Alex Gradette. <laughs> so since, like... <laughs> The third grade, 
this has been a whole thing, me and you. And he just looks at me and goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. You should shave that beard. And walks away. What? He said that? No. Alex Trebek wants me to shave my beard. I like the beard. I love the Thank beard. You. Thank and you. Also, Mr. Trebek, you're wrong, my friend. <laughs> what is your wrong? Yeah. What is your wrong? Incredible. Damn it, why didn't I have that one? It's like, I'm sorry, could you phrase that in the, the form of a question? question? God damn it. Oh. Oh. Missed opportunity. Son of a bitch. Fate of the I think Furious. Just like I was too shocked. busy. I was I was too busy whiskey buzz laughing in the face of <laughs> National Treasure <laughs> Alex Trebek. Canadian National Treasure. I didn't Alex say Trebek. which nation. Alex Grudet. Alex Trebek. <laughs> Alex Grudet. No, I mean literally been hearing that my whole life since he's been on Jeopardy. So I had to tell the man himself. I also saw Pat Sajak there, but since I know that he's a homophobic toilet fire on Twitter, I wanted nothing to do with him. <laughs> great, great call. Great call. So when Alex Trebek is being an asshole for their stories that they tell after the first commercial break, that's just him. I think it's just, he is just busting chops. He always picks the worst story. Like, they're they're always what's like, the worst story about yourself? Yeah. Like, tell us a bit about yourself. And they're like, well, I have a pool in my backyard. Great story. You ever drowned in that pool? Like, <laughs> Damn. Just charmless. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He was, he was very patient, and then he tapped me on the shoulder to take a picture of him with someone else. So obviously there were no hard feelings, said, and I'm serious? not going to shave Maybe my beard. Maybe he thinks no. you work for him, and he's like, you need to shave your beard. Take this beard. It's, it's you possible. want to come back to work tomorrow, and you're like, actually, I'm great. Maybe he meant so you would look more like him. I know. Because it's a whole thing between the two. Oh, well, that's, that's a very positive spin yeah. on what I just assumed was a negative situation. What are you going to do? This is great. We thank you guys this so much for so being on the podcast. Oh my god, we did our pod swap. It was great. And uh, please listen to uh, people out there. Listen to the episode where you guys came on our the oh, two-parter. Yeah. The two-parter. So yeah. so it was so fun. Thanks so much for listening to the Wild Brunch with Alex and Joe. Now a part of the Extra Credit Network. I've been Alex Gredet. I've been Joe Tower. I've been Austin with Joe Wilson. Hey, Avery Williams. What do you say? Talk, talk with your mouth full. With your mouth full. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. This has been The Wild Brunch with Alex and Joe. Recorded live in Los Angeles. Produced and edited by Brian Weiss. Executive producers Alex Gredet, Joe Tower, Carlo Moss, and Mark Coe. Wild Brunch theme by Magnetic Music. Intro and outro by Daryl Cliff. Hey, that's me. The Wild Brunch with Alex and Joe. A Hatbeard production. Brought to you by the Extra Credit Network. Extra Credit Network.